Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. Brandon Lee and I are back for our seventh football season with this podcast. We have we've had some great success over the last six years. 303 wins, 240 losses, 18 pushes, 55.8% last six seasons between the two of us combined with $1,000 per game betters, up 39000 Uh It's the same format this year with two NFL picks, two college football picks, and two NFL teasers each week, so six picks in all. Uh, this year, the podcast will be recorded on Thursday afternoons every week, available for everyone to listen to by Friday morning at the latest, and usually up by Thursday night. Uh, we did Wednesdays previously, but Thursday works best for both Brandon and I, and uh, appreciate all the uh, you know the support of people asking uh, when the podcast is going to be going, and this is our first one. We're doing it again this year. So, Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, football season's officially arrived with the Bills playing the defending champion Rams tonight in the NFL season opener. What do you think? I couldn't be more excited. You know, college football's been going for a couple weeks now, and now we get to the good stuff with the NFL. And one thing I want to mention, you know, for anybody listening to this for the first time, and I'm sure our longtime listeners are well aware, I mean, the plays we give out on here are not just, you know, plays we're leaning towards and, you know, we're giving this random, we're just picking a play out of our hat or something. I mean, these are premium plays that we give out to our clients who pay for our subscriptions. So uh, these are plays we like a lot. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, just looking to help out those of you out there looking to make some money. Yeah, so these are that's a great point. These are our, some of our strongest picks. Uh, you know, I usually don't give out my single strongest pick on here, but definitely one of my stronger ones. So, uh, you know, that's where the premium picks come in to where you guys can get the, the, the absolute strongest picks. But uh, Brandon and I are actually going to watch the game together tonight. It's a hell of an opener, and our goal is to pro- provide you guys with uh, free pick winners to prove that we can win on this podcast, and hopefully you decide to sign up for some premium picks which is where the real money is made for our clients. Uh, Brandon, give the listeners some of uh, your football streaks and maybe a package they can sign up for. Yeah, um, well, we're coming into this season, you know, including, you know, the early start to college. We've got a 63% run on all football plays over my last 38. So I'm getting really, really uh, strong there. Been a great start to college football, 7-2 and two on the nine plays I've released. Uh, hitting over 55% long-term in college football. It's over 280 plays. Also profiting on all NFL plays going all the way back to 2012. Um, As far as a package, uh, you know, there's no better time than right now to get signed up for a long-term package. And and there's no better deal on the table than my season football packages, and I'm sure that's the same for you. But my NFL and college football season passes each sell individually for $400 you can combine those two, get all of my football plays, my NFL college football combo package for just $600. Um, if you were to buy that today, that's going to get you every play to the Super Bowl. That's more than five months of football picks, and it, it comes out to about $120 a month. And if you were just to buy a 30-day all-sports package, that's like roughly $350. So incredible savings on these football packages, and uh you know, there's not much I feel better about than, uh, you know, winning money on football. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's just, I mean, a lot of people don't want to pay that big number up front, but when you when you do the math, 
Um, but there's so many guys that just buy a daily package after daily package, and it's 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 just it's just going to save you a lot of money over the long term. Um, it's the you'll best be, bank. You'll be there in two weeks. Yeah, for that. sure. And you know, I mean, most people that are buying picks are betting a hundred bucks a game. So if it's a hundred, you know, about a hundred comes out to about a hundred and twenty a month. Uh, I mean, easy to get that recoup your money uh, when you buy the long term packages. Um, I've had a great. Uh, Long-term run here at sportscabin.com, number one ranked overall capper all-time, number three in football, number three in college football, four-time top 10 NFL capper, uh, 1,407 and 1,176 football run long-term, $1,000 per game betters up 115 grand, uh, 789, 629 college football, $1,000 per game betters up 101,000. Um, off to a 10-3 and three start in college football in 2022, so me and Brandon are both off to a hot start. Uh, as he said, he was seven and two. I'm ten and three. Um, three hundred fourteen and two fifty one NFL run, cl- to, and closing out last season on a forty one and twenty one NFL run. Um, get my college football season pass for six hundred. My NFL pass for five hundred, or you can save three hundred and get my uh, football season pass combo for eight hundred. Uh, get you all of my NFL and college football through the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, those those that's the package I'm promoting. Uh, same with Brandon, and it's just the best bang for your buck. And most people like to bet football. So it uh, just gets you all of our football picks. So get those season passes now. Uh, get all of our picks through the Super Bowl. Uh, let's get started with these. Right. Oh, before we get to that, I, I just want to touch on one more thing just to give these guys an idea. Um, just for this Saturday and Sunday, week uh, one NFL, week two college football, I've already got seven college football picks and five NFL picks. So, And that's not even including the weekday games. So if you really think about it, that you're getting – I'm telling like I'm throwing one or two picks out a week. And you're paying 120 a month for something like that. I mean, you're getting a lot of action as well. Yeah, it comes with a ton of picks. I mean, it's it's yeah. In the end, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you give out 300 picks a season, something like that. It would be you know, my 800 would come out to like you know under three dollars per pick. So crazy. Yeah. And and you know, I sell my individual picks for like 35 bucks or 30 or 40 bucks, and some for 50. So. Yeah, and it, think about that. I mean, it's less than $3 a pick. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's tough for some people to want to spend that money up front, but in the end, it saves you the most money. So um, that's our recommendation for you guys, and hopefully we broke it down for you. Uh, Brandon did a good job there. Uh, let's start with some free picks, though. Uh, what's your college football free pick for week two, Brandon? All right, I'm going to take my chances with Illinois laying four and a half at home against Virginia. I'm really high on the Fighting Illini in 2022. Uh, they made massive improvements in year one under head coach Brett Bielma, and I have all the confidence in him, get, him getting this team to a bowl game this year and pulling off an upset or two in the Big Ten this season. I had one of my strongest plays of the entire season already on Illinois in week zero. Uh, I laid the minus 10 at home against Wyoming. I put that play out roughly a month before the season even started. It was never in doubt. Uh, Illinois went on to win that game 38-6. to You know, I was tempted to go right back with them last week as a small dog against Indiana, but I, I felt it was going to be, to be a bit of a tricky spot for them in their first true road game, as well as a primetime Friday night matchup. Um, and Indiana was a team that I was, I think, getting a little underappreciated. Um in the end, it ended up being a good call. Indiana went on to win that game 23-20 on a late TD touchdown drive. Uh, but that's really a game Illinois should have won. They outgained the Hoosiers 448-362. to They dominated the time of possession. 
I mean, they just killed themselves. They had four turnovers. Uh, we're 0-2 on fourth downs. And, uh, you know, there were some questionable decisions made by Bielma in that game. And one, I think, and some of those, I mean, I think that they can get righted going forward. I, I believe the loss here has created some value with Illinois laying less than a touchdown against Virginia. Uh, the Cavaliers defeated Richmond 34-17, put up over 505, or 500 yards of total offense. But that's really what they should have done. Uh, nothing to get too excited about there. I know the Cavaliers returned one of the top signal callers in the ACC and Vernon Armstrong, but only three other starters were back on the offensive side of the ball. And the biggest thing for me, they lost all five starters on the offensive line. And that's where I think the struggles uh, will really come into play uh, against this talented Illinois front. On the flip side, I think Illinois' offense will be able to do as they please against a very poor Virginia defense. Cavaliers lost three of their top four tacklers from a defense they gave up 31.8 points per game and 466 yards per game uh, in 2021. Something else to note about that defense is it went from bad to really bad on the road. In their five true road games last year, they gave up 46.8 points per game and 563.4 yards per game. As long as Illinois takes care of the football, and I think they will given – the talent that Virginia has on that side of the ball. I, I got them winning this game by double digits. Give me Illinois minus four and a half. Yeah, Illinois improved a lot down the stretch last season. Four and three, their final seven games, including upsets over Penn State and Minnesota as 24 and 14 point underdogs. And now it's year two under Bill Mutt, 13 starters back, including Syracuse transfer Tommy DeVito. I have been impressed with them in their first two games. I mean, they outgained Wyoming by 265 yards. That's a Wyoming team. They came back last week and upset Tulsa. They should have beaten Indiana. I'll gain them by 86 yards, but they blew it in the fourth. I, I think that loss has a has them a little undervalued coming into this week, and Illinois should be you know, at least a seven-point favorite here over Virginia. Virginia's a rebuilding team, lost head coach Bronco Mendenhall in the offseason, just 10 starters back for Tony Elliott, the first-year head coach. I like Brendan Armstrong. I like his weapons, but, uh, yeah, having those – Return, replacing all five starters on the offensive line is always a concern, and uh, that's a bad defense. You already you already uh, listed all their numbers from last year. Another one is they give up 226 rushing yards per game and 5.8 per carry last year. So Illinois is going to be able to run the ball on this Virginia defense. Um, Virginia, I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but Illinois has a real a Brown, I believe, they have a really good running back. Yeah, that a lot of people don't know about it. Teams with like Illinois who have been bad for so long, they're often the teams that I feel can show a lot of value for a long period of time because it's going to take the public a lot of time for them to believe in a team like this. That's the key is finding those, finding the teams that were bad last year or bad within the last couple of years that are going to be great this year and uh, finding the teams that were great last year that are going to be down to start the season. I think we've both done a very good job of that, and I think you've nailed a good team here in Illinois. A uh, team that you could just keep riding for a while, I think, and and make some money with them. And I like to love this matchup for them. So uh, I'm with you here on Illinois. Awesome. Who are you taking in college? Taking Army plus two and a half against uh, UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Um, Army comes should come back motivated here after losing to a very good Coastal Carolina team in Week One. Coastal Carolina was the actual the team that actually played keep away in that game running 23 more plays than army did uh, army's army's numbers were very good as they averaged 7.3 yards per play against coastal carolina giving up 6.2 yards per play outgained outgained by 1.1 yards per play um, 
but keep in mind, Coastal Carolina had all off season to prepare for the triple option, which is a huge advantage and something I factor in big time when it comes to triple option teams. Now uh, UTSA only has one week to get ready for it. I don't think they'll be ready for it. Uh, UTSA is also in a terrible spot. They're coming off a triple overtime loss to Houston last week in which they blew a 27, 21-7 fourth quarter lead. I think there will be a hangover effect here, and this is also a sandwich spot for them with an even bigger game against Texas on deck. Um, Army has 14 starters back, which is a ton for a service academy. Um, Army won at least nine games for the past five seasons. They're loaded again, and head coach Jeff Munkin doing a great job with his program. Uh, UTSA went 12-2 and last year, uh, but they had 21 starters back last year. They only have 13 back this year. And keep in mind, they went 6-0 and in one-score games last year, so they were very fortunate in close games. Already some bad fortune this year, losing to Houston in the opener by two. Um, I think the defense is going to be a problem for UTSA with only five starters back. Army should be able to move it up and down the field on them and control the game with their offense. Uh, I think they're going to wear down this UTSA defense as the game goes on, especially after having to just play a triple overtime game last week. I expect Army to win outright, but we'll take the points here for some insurance. Yeah, uh, I actually gave out UTSA as a small lean on Twitter last week, so I was very happy with that outcome. Um, But I I hear you on this one. Um, I am really hesitant to uh, start the year betting on games that – really don't involve a power five team i spend a lot of time focusing on the power five as well as you know i'll throw in the american athletic and the power five even though they're technically not um i'm pretty familiar with all those teams so i feel comfortable handicapping them early in the year so these are this a game like this is one that i kind of put on the back burner so i don't put a lot of focus into it i did look into it uh for this one i'm with you with uh the bad spot here for utsa and how will they respond uh, coming off that triple overtime loss to Houston, they were up 21 to seven going in the fourth quarter of that game and uh, managed to lose it. Um, you know, and then you mentioned the triple option. How are they going to stop it? They did a good job against the run uh, against Houston. They gave up only 3.2 yards per carry, uh, but that's also a Houston team that that's about right on par with what they had last year. So that's nothing special. Um, the biggest thing for me in coming into the year is I kind of wrote off these triple option teams as like a wait and see for me because of the new chop blocking rules and how it was going to impact them. Um, I, I didn't dive into it deep in week one, uh, but it's something that it just has me a little scared of playing these teams. Uh, also, little concern here with Army's defense and what they were unable to do against Coastal Carolina. You know, I know that they, Chanticleers have Grayson McCall, but they only returned four starters and were able to put up 437 yards with 260 of three of those coming on the ground. And I expected a little bit better out of Army's defense, especially against the run. Um, if I had to take a play, I, I probably would take the points with Army, but it's one I'll probably stay away from. Yeah, I don't blame you there on the small conference teams. I don't get involved in a ton of small conference games early, but I do, I do keep tabs on it. Yeah, there uh, are a few that you'll have circled that you've done some research on, but... If it's two teams like – like I mean, I just didn't do a lot in the Army. I just don't love triple option teams because it just feels like they can go either way. You know, if they, they either control the clock and keep the game close or they get blown out because they can't play catch-up. So yeah, it's a tough call for me, but you know, yeah. I wish you all the best of luck on this one. I, I won't be going the other way, that's for sure. 
Yep. Uh, definitely in basketball, I definitely focus on bigger conference conferences more just because there's like 360 teams. It's hard to keep track. Teams, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I got a pretty good grasp on the 130 here. But, um, yeah, definitely as the season goes on. But um, let's move on to the NFL. And what is your free pick for week one? All right, I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers as a slim one-point home favorite against the Cleveland Browns. I don't think Carolina is getting near the respect they deserve to start this season. Uh, They're one of my favorite sleeper teams coming into 2022. Uh, I not only think they will be in the playoff picture, I I give them an outside shot of winning the NFC South. I mean, Tampa Bay does still have Tom Brady, but he's another year older, and he's playing behind a much worse offensive line. Bruce Arians no longer the head coach. Saints have a ton of talent too, but they no longer have Sean Payton to steer that offense. Falcons are in full-on rebuild mode. So uh, it's not something that's completely out of the question. And you might be wondering, you know, how's a team go from 5-12 and 12, uh, to, you know, a playoff contender and division winner? Well, you, you do what Carolina kind of did here this offseason. They made a massive upgrade at quarterback, and you can say what you want about Baker Mayfield. Uh, when you compare – what he's done so far in his career to what Carolina had last year with the combination of Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and P.J. Walker. It's an upgrade. I mean, those three last year for the Panthers had a 14-21 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. Um, Mayfield, who everyone was ragging on and playing at less than 100% last year, had a respectable 17-13 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. Uh, and a lot of people, I think, forget just how good Baker Mayfield was when he was fully healthy back in 2020, throwing for over 3,500 yards with a 26-8 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. Um, and not only do they get an upgrade at quarterback, but at least to start the season, they have a healthy Christian McCaffrey running back. Injuries have shortened his last two seasons, but when this guy's healthy, he's one of the best playmakers in the NFL. If you remember in 2019, the last time he played a full 16 games, He rushed for 1,387 yards and 15 touchdowns and caught 116 passes for 1,005 yards and four scores. Um, They also bring back their top two wide receivers in DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They added in one of Mayfield's old teammates in Rashad Higgins, and they traded for uh, LaVisca Chenault, who I think is uh, playing a little bit under the radar. He's had 121 catches for over 1,200 yards in two seasons playing on a bad Jaguars team. And they also revamped their offensive line. It should be greatly improved there. It was one of their biggest weaknesses last year. And then because this offense was so bad last year, and the fact that Carolina ended up 21st in the NFL in scoring defense, giving up 23.8 points per game, people don't realize they were number two in the NFL in total defense, giving up just 305.9 yards per game. They had the number four ranked pass defense, despite losing a stud rookie first-round corner in J.C. Horn uh, early in the season after just three games. Cleveland, a lot of talent. I mean, there's no denying that. They've got playmakers on both sides of the football. But until they get Deshaun Watson uh, back from his suspension, they're going to be limited offensively with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, I think they're going to be a little too one-dimensional with the run game, and it's going to cause them to be in a lot of tight games and probably lose – more than they should early on in the year. And this is one where I I also feel like you're going to have the entire Carolina team, you know, chomping at the bit to win this one for Baker. And you know Baker's going to be ready to go 
to you know rub it in his old team's face. So uh, I think we're getting a pretty good gift here with the Panthers minus one. Yeah, you nailed pretty much everything here. Uh, I'm with you on the Panthers minus one. I actually, you know, this is the sec. This will I'll basically give you guys a second premium pick because I'm on it too. It was like first pick I entered this week uh, on the premiums. So uh love it uh i love that they have christian mccaffrey healthy they were three and two last year um in games he played and two and ten without him i mean just i don't do much fantasy football i get in one league a year and that's it but uh there's a reason he's going in the top two because he just puts up monster stats when he's healthy um and uh agreed maker mayfield's a huge upgrade the offensive line was a big thing for me i mean they they upgraded it with three new new starters um austin corbett and bradley bozeman on the inside and used their six overall pick on ikim duquanu i don't know how to pronounce his name but he's at left tackle and uh right tackle taylor moten is uh, one of the better players at his position panthers defense like you said way underrated were great last year didn't get the respect that they really deserved for how good they were um especially with the offense putting them in so many jams um think jacoby Brissett's had his chance as a starter in this league he's never proven to be a reliable one um he doesn't have great weapons outside out of outside of amari cooper um so i think Brissett's going to be a problem i think we have a huge advantage here with mayfield over Brissett. i think uh like you said they're going to want revenge um yeah i mean maker baker said he was going to fuck him up and uh, when talking about playing his former team, he took he took back those comments. But I have a feeling that came out of his mouth. I'm pretty sure they're he all. He does not lack confidence. No, he doesn't. That's why a lot of people don't like him. But I'm high on the Panthers this year too. The Browns 0 and o fifteen and one straight up last sixteen seasons in Week One. So I think this is another poor start for them. I like Carolina quite a bit. Hey, I couldn't be happier that you're on it with me. Who are you taking? I'm going with the Steelers plus six and a half at the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals, I just think, are over, overvalued after making the Super Bowl last year. I always like to fade Super Bowl winners and especially Super Bowl losers because there seems to be a hangover effect. Uh, Super Bowl losers are actually just 5-21 and 21 against the spread in week one the following season over the past 26 years. I'm a big Joe Burrow guy, and he's won me a ton of money dating back to his time at LSU, but it's... It's going to take some time to recover from that appendectomy he had this summer. It caused him to lose 20 pounds due to an infection. Uh, he didn't play at all in the preseason, has, was only recently cleared to play. Uh, there cannot be that big of a drop-off for the Steelers from Big Ben to Mitch Trubisky. Big Ben was more of a dink and dunk guy the last couple years. Uh, Trubisky's at least mobile. He played well in the preseason, so I think he'll be better than people expect. Uh, he's, he's got a lot more weapons at his disposal than he did it in Chicago. Steelers struggled against the run defensively last year, but they were great against the pass, and that, that makes this a good matchup for them. Uh, T.J. Watt, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. He had 22.5 sacks last year. I just think, you know, with the Bengals making the Super Bowl, coupled with the Steelers bringing in a new quarterback, this line's inflated. Uh, division underdogs, 28-9-2 against the spread in Week 1 since 2014. Steelers, 35-15. and 15. 35-15-2 against the spread of the last 52 games as underdogs. So I just think uh, we're getting too many points here. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you on this one. And uh, I guess, you know, you let them know you're on the Panthers. I'll, I'll let everyone know that I'm also on the Steelers. Um, I, I think this is another drastically underrated team going into this season. And, um, you know, losing Roethlisberger 
might look bad given that he's a Hall of Famer, but you know he, he'd really declined, especially with his mobility over the last couple of seasons. And you know, I, I might be looking back in a couple of weeks and you know wondering what the hell I was thinking, but. I got high expectations for Mitchell Trubisky as a new starter here. I I think getting out of Chicago and going to Buffalo and getting actual coaching from Brian Dable really, you know, helped him turn a corner. And when he's given a chance, albeit just in preseason, he looked like a different quarterback. And, you know, let's not forget, he also played in Chicago on some bad offensive teams with no weapons uh, to work with. Um Pittsburgh, one of the best young backs in the NFL, Najee Harris. And I don't know that people uh, are fully aware of just how good he was last year. He rushed for over 1,200 yards and scored seven touchdowns and also caught 74 passes for 467 yards. And he did that behind a bad offensive line. Like Carolina, Pittsburgh invested in the offensive line this offseason and should be much improved up front. Um, They get back Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and tight end Pat Freermuth. Um And I, I got another another guy I'm really high on for them that's new is George Pickens uh, out of Georgia, the rookie. I, I, he really impressed me in the preseason with what he was able to do, and I think he's going to have an immediate impact on this team. And you mentioned Pittsburgh struggles defensively against the run last year. Well, that it made sense when you look at what happened. Nose tackle Tyson Alulu only played in two games um, because of injury. And defensive end Stephon Tuitt, one of their better guys up front, he didn't play at all after the death of his brother. He's back. Um, So they should be much improved against the run this year. They're elite at the linebacker spot. The secondary is strong. Number nine against the pass last year. They led the league in sacks, 55. Um, You know, and I'm with you. I'm not going to sit here and say the Bengals are, you know, just going to fall off this cliff after that magical run of the Super Bowl next year. Joe Burrow is too good for that to happen as long as he can stay healthy. But like you, I've got concerns with his health coming into this season, the losing weight, and given how much this guy got hit last year, I, I know they invested some in their offensive line as well, but I, I still think it's going to be a wait-and-see approach for that unit and how well they can really improve. Um, to me, this line should maybe be be a lot closer to a pick em, maybe two-and-a-half Cincinnati. So, a lot of value here and too much to pass up with the Steelers. All right, man. Glad you agree there. Don't hate buying. I don't buy points very often, but on six and a half up to seven, I yeah, do. I thought about waiting to see if it got to seven because it does look like the public is, you know, laying it with Cincinnati right now, but I can't. I can't bet pass it clo- up I'm guessing it closes like four. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I can definitely see it flipping there at the end. Yeah. The sharps are probably waiting. Yep. See, yeah, obviously waiting for a seven. I don't think they'll ever get it. But, uh, yeah, uh, glad you agree, man. And we got four for four agreement week one. What more can we ask for there? And it'll be pretty sweet if we go four and oh with those. Um, for sure. Let's finish off this podcast with a couple NFL teaser winners for week one for the listeners. Uh, Brandon, what's your favorite teaser this week? Yeah, uh, I'm going to go pretty pretty simple here. I'm going to do a two-team six-point teaser. I'm going to tease the Ravens from minus seven down to minus one on the road against the Jets and the 49ers from minus seven to minus one on the road against the Bears. I think both Baltimore and San Francisco are playoff teams and more than capable of you know putting it all together and getting to the Super Bowl. So on the flip side of this, I, I think the Jets and the Bears are two of the least talented teams in the league. Uh, I, I, Chicago could be one that 
uh, could really have a hard time winning games this year. And I, I, I don't think that'd be much easier for the Jets. So all we need is for these two to win outright. And I don't think we'll have any problem getting there. Yeah, I considered that one myself. think the 49ers, Ravens, both Super Bowl contenders, and Bears, Jets, two of the worst teams in the NFL, especially with Joe Flacco starting. Um, I'm going to go with a six-point teaser as well. I'm going to use the Vikings plus 7.5 and and the Cowboys plus 8.5, taking two live home underdogs here, teasing them up over a touchdown, taking the Vikings from plus 1.5 to 7.5 at home against the Packers. The Vikings will have one of the best offenses in the NFL this season. I think the Packers could start a little slow here as Aaron Rodgers tries tries to form some chemistry with his new receivers after losing uh, his top two receivers from last year. That will be a difficult uh, difficult thing for him to do in a hostile environment in Minnesota. I'm also teasing the Cowboys from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5 at home against the Bucks, crossing the key numbers of 3 and 7 with both of these teasers. I think uh, Tom Brady and company will be a little rusty to open the season. Brady missed a bunch of training camp, plus he has a suspect offensive line protecting him this season. Cowboys only... Uh, lost by two at Tampa Bay in the opener last year. I think this game's close. So two close games. I think uh, the the um, the spread or the the teaser lines will come into play if either of these teams loses. Yeah, definitely like what you're doing here, teasing both these teams over a touchdown underdog at home. Um, and I, I'm with you. I think both these teams have really good shots of winning these games outright. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They're not two guys that are. It's not uncharted territory for them to start a season slow. I mean, how many years did people say this was it, the Patriots are done, and then Tom Brady and Belichick would get it figured out. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Um, so not uncommon for those guys to start slow and as they form chemistry with their new teammates. So I'm with you on this one. I, I probably will uh, throw this in as well. Yeah, two guys, two, two stud quarterbacks that don't take training camp that seriously, I don't think. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean the Packers lost thirty eight to three last year to the Saints. Um, so yeah, it can't happen. And like I said, the Bucks struggled with the Cowboys in their opener. So yeah, I think they're live underdogs there. It looks like we got six for six agreement. Let's just go six and zero. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey, no better way to start the uh, first podcast <laughs> of the year. Let's do it. All right, please give your uh, Twitter handle to the listeners so they know where they can find you. Yeah, at B Lee Sports Picks. All right, that's at B Lee Sports Picks. You can find me on Twitter at BetFirms Jack. Uh, get daily free picks from both of us on Twitter. Sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And, uh, Brandon, I'll uh, be looking forward to seeing you tonight for that Bills-Rams game. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm hoping it's an entertaining game. I, I think it should be. I mean, it's a great matchup to start the year. Yeah, on paper, it can't get any better, man. I'm I'm excited. i got to play in it. I know you got to play in it, too. So we're not opposites, but I'm not going to give that play away to you guys. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we've given enough away. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, the best thing you can do for us is uh, you know, sign up for some premium picks uh, to show uh, how much you appreciate these uh, free picks on the podcast. Uh, good luck with all your bets with this weekend, guys, uh, for Week One NFL and Week Two College Football. Thanks for listening to the SportsCapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.